Hi everyone, Air here. This is part four of Sacred Practices and Understanding Your Cacao. When I was planning out this particular segment, I knew there was a lot that I wanted to cover and I still wanted to keep it within a reasonable time frame. So I'm going to touch upon a few different aspects of cacao that will help you understand the sacred medicine plant a little bit deeper. So I'm gonna cover in this segment, history, as well as how to choose your cacao. And then finally, I wanna cover the plant medicine itself and how it became historically useful for plant medicine. So I'm gonna start a little bit out of order, <laughs> but in the best type of way, because I want people to understand why we use it today before we understand how it was used in the past. So we're going a little bit back in time, but we're starting with the present day. Most people use their cacao because it increases energy and it calms us, brings us loving, euphoric feeling and that helps with meditation, but also like I was talking about in parts one through three, which I'm gonna go ahead and pause and say, if you haven't listened to the beginning parts of cacao and the sacred practices, then please pause, go back, or else you're really not going to understand what I'm covering here in our next segment. So giving people the ability to pause, moving forward, I'm going to go back to the reasons that we use cacao today. So like I mentioned just a moment ago, it does increase our energy and calms us, but it's also going to really produce those happy, euphoric type of feelings in our body to open up our heart. So it's more of a spiritual reason when it comes to why people use it today versus in the past, they actually used it for more medicinal, physical reasons. So going into that, Remember the cacao does provide energy because of that caffeine. And taking cacao before you go and exercise or dance can kind of amplify that system or that practice. And again, it brings all that love and euphoria to us. So historically, it was a little bit different on how people use cacao. They actually used it about 5,500 years ago for things like fever and coughs. People would use it for pains in the stomach, even to cure infections because there is an antioxidant property to cacao. Um, in the late 1900s, they actually used it more for like energy and then to improve digestion and even for weight gain in some cases because it is on that borderline of, okay, if we mix cacao and make like a chocolate liqueur or we mix it with a different type of weight additive, we can begin to gain weight. But do remember that we did actually list cacao as an appetite suppressant. So it's gonna really matter on how you prepare your cacao on how that use is gonna come into play. Now, I do wanna go even back to the fact of, okay, here's cacao, what's our history? So now that I went about the today, choosing your cacao and understanding your cacao. Now I'm gonna go way back. So I just mentioned that we were talking about cacao 
and the development of it, or better yet, the colonization or the discovery and expansion of cacao. So you go back about 5,500 years ago, you're going to find that cacao wasn't domesticated yet. It was just now coming into cultivation and people were really starting to understand the properties of cacao and how it can be utilized for a greater health. Now, the cacao was actually called a completely different type of plant. We translate it the way we do. But if you go back to our second segment, you remember me talking about thymobromine, which was a component of cacao, cacao that actually helped with um, pain relief. And theo, if you break it down, and broma, if you break it down, translates to theo being God and broma being food. So that together can be food of the gods or it can be the gods chosen food which I just found was like a really cool, interesting way to appreciate cacao as a sacred plant. Now, if you go into actually colonization of cacao, you'll learn that it comes from different types of Mesoamerica territories. And that's mostly going to be South American based. Where I personally source my cacao is out of Costa Rica. I love them down there. It's a very sacred energy place. And I know that they're always ethically sourcing, which is going to be a huge deal. So anyone that has learned a little bit about my story understands I have a passion for fighting trafficking or human trafficking of all sorts. And cacao has been related to being part of child trafficking, especially in the areas of Africa. So for me to be able to source a cacao that I know is fair trade and that is being ethically sourced to both the indigenous people of that nation and then also making sure that no one's being harmed in the creation of the sacred plants and the development is really important to me. And whether you're finding a ceremonious or you're becoming a ceremonious, I really encourage you to know how you're sourcing all of your plants. And if you need help with sourcing plants of like the herbal nature or plant medicine nature, I highly encourage you reaching out to my company Flying With Air, where we do grow different herbs and different plants that we source and manufacture wholesale. So going back, I do recommend that you learn fair trade and even organic as part of your practices with cacao. Mesoamerica does include other countries where you're going to find cacao, including Venezuela, and even Mexico, and Guatemala. Now, as far as the indigenous aspects of South America, there's different cultures that are associated with cacao a little bit more than others, and they mostly used cacao for their rituals, their ceremonies, and even as offerings to their gods or offerings to visitors or partners that they were trying to develop with fellow tribes. So you're going to find that the Mayan are very popular in this aspect, mostly known for their, how they've developed and cultivated cacao in Mexico, as well as the Aztecs, the Inca, the Toltecs, the Alamex, and the Izapan. Now, if you go into more expansion, because this has been an entire history of cacao that I'm trying to put into a small segment for us. 
you're going to learn that it's not just South America anymore that produces cacao, but so does Indonesia, as well as Africa. And Africa actually has become one of the largest, if not the absolute largest, manufacturing continent for cacao. They are known for producing about 70% of cacao, and it comes from their Ivory Coast um, in Nigeria, Guana, even Cameroon. So child trafficking, again, just to connect all of the dots, mostly comes out of the African territories of where they produce cacao. So again, I'm not saying that you should not source your cacao from Africa. Just be very particular on doing your research so that you do know that this does occur in the world and that you're not adding to that problem. Um, if you find somebody that does ethically fair trade cacao out of Africa and it meets all of the check boxes that we go over, then by all means, if you feel led to receive your product from there, go for it. Now, it's very important, and this is gonna be more important for people that are wanting to start creating their own concoctions of cacao, to always use raw and unprocessed. I prefer, again, organic, but we're looking for cacao paste. We're not looking for cacao butter or for the nibs or even um, the liqueur. We're not looking for cacao powder. We are after cacao paste. Cacao powder and cacao butter are way too processed, especially with being heat treated and dried, that it's just not gonna have the same beneficial effects as the paste. You're gonna be looking for something along the lines of ceremonial grade cacao or 100% cacao on your packaging or from your manufacturer. And remember that there was different grades and different aspects of cacao on where it comes from. If you don't know what I mean by that, I promise that you should go ahead and pause this and go back to part two of cacao, where I went over the different types of origins, because the Criollo group, again, is going to be the best one for cacao paste and cacao ceremonies. You're really just trying at the end of the day to understand the history of your cacao its properties on how it's being used in history as well as today and then also understanding like the source being ethical and what type of cacao product you are looking for for your achievements now when i was talking about cacao butter or the nibs or the um, powder it's not that these are bad they're just used for different purposes a cacao powder is mostly used in like baking and like cakes and sugary foods and it doesn't have that same type of euphoric feeling or nutrient effect as the cacao paste but that doesn't make it a bad option for cacao it just means it has a different purpose so again everybody's going to enjoy it way better as far as the benefits whenever you're using cacao paste and then understanding all of the history and the sourcing of cacao itself. So this has been about understanding cacao and its purpose. If you have any other questions, feel free to go ahead and leave them in the chat 
or leave them in the Spotify messages and I will answer them. Until then, thank you so much for growing and healing with me today. It is happening. Our Costa Rica retreat is now available for signing up, and I will be there with you all. We are going to Costa Rica, a sacred spiritual place that is filled with not only amazing forestry and waterfalls, but also a essence that you have to be there to be able to fully understand. We have a full January 12th through 15th lineup of both Western and Eastern practices to help you not only grow on your spiritual journey, but also heal from any setbacks or trauma that has been holding you back for too long. I am so grateful and have been working very hard with Tanya, my co-host, to make sure that this is everything it needs to be for you all, including a self-defense class, Tantra, NLP, plant ceremonies, and more. So go ahead and check it out on the flyingwithair.com website where you can not only put in your $500 deposit, but you can also go ahead and take advantage of that early bird special. We have a limited amount of spots and I definitely want to see you there. If you've ever needed spiritual coaching or you wanted to come around like-minded individuals, now is your moment. Until then, good vibes and love, and thank you for healing and growing with me today.